Hello, restaurateurs. Welcome to the Restaurant Engine Podcast, episode number one. It's the show where restaurant owners come to share their story of how they built their business. Whether your restaurant is well-established or you're opening a restaurant for the first time, you're in the right place. Today, my guests are Steve Perlstein and Jennifer Block, founders of the food truck Simmer that has been making waves in Milwaukee for just over a year. Tune in to the whole interview and you'll hear about why Steve and Jennifer started with a food truck rather than a full restaurant, how Steve transitioned from a career in the corporate world to owning a food truck, and how they run their business as a husband and wife team. By the way, this show is brought to you by Restaurant Engine. We help restaurants get a professionally designed website the easy way. Every restaurant we work with gets a fully mobile-friendly website, optimized for search engines, and access to the best customer support in the industry. Upgrade to our plan with online ordering, and you can see up to a 25% increase in sales. Come check us out at restaurantengine.com. Now let's talk to Steve and Jennifer of Simmer. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Steve and Jennifer. Tell us a little bit about who you are and about your food truck restaurant, Simmer Milwaukee. Well, uh, Jennifer and I have been married uh, for 25 years now, and uh, I actually became a, a chef uh, about 14 years ago, and uh, Jennifer and I started the truck uh, almost exactly a year ago now. Um, I was the chef at a, at a chain Italian restaurant, and we were ready to do something on our own, and, and uh, it just made a lot of sense for us to start out with a truck, uh, and uh, and we've been doing it for a year now. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, and the food truck goes to a lot of different locations. What are some of your most frequently visited locations? Um. We, uh, one of our most popular spots is in front of the U.S. Bank Center in downtown Milwaukee. It's, uh, it's the tallest building in the city and, um, it's right on the lakefront and, uh, we, we do really well there. Um, we're also doing three farmers markets this summer. Uh, we go to Third Ward in Milwaukee. Wow. Awesome. That, that, that's kind of a, that's kind of a hip, uh, kind of a warehouse district sort of area. Uh-huh. Um, and we've also started uh, bringing the truck inside the the Wisconsin Center, which is our, our convention center for large events. We were at uh, at the Bead and Button Show this the last five days, which um, is, is a lot more substantial than it sounds. There were there were about twenty thousand people there, and we uh, we packed the truck with everything we possibly could every day and sold out every day. Wow, fantastic! Yeah, that sounds. I, people are really into that for sure. And um, so the Wisconsin Center, that that's where that show was. Yeah, yeah, it was a it's 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 the convention center, and we we bring the truck inside the convention center. We, we drove up to the third floor, parked the truck. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. I mean, if if we had a dollar for every person who asked us how we got the truck in the building, we wouldn't even need to open right. sell food. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so, you know, a lot of different places. And then um, what would you say that Simmer is best known for? Well, soups. Uh, our main menu items are soups and panini. And we're, we're, we're really well known for our soups. We make everything from scratch. 
We do. We also do a lot of uh, vegan food, gluten free food. Yeah. Yeah, and people people seek us out for that. That's a, that's a pretty that's become a pretty uh, important part of our of our business. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that for sure. So, so those are some of the most popular aspects. Do you have some most popular specific menu items out of those categories that the people really are drawn to? Um, well, uh, our, our vegan panini right now, we always have a vegan panini, and right now our vegan panini is the mango masala panini, which is kind of like a mash with chickpeas and potatoes and cauliflower and uh, wow. mangoes and Indian spices. And... Uh, well, soups we do a Moroccan chickpea soup with spinach. Yeah, our our our, our signature soup is a tomato basil, which mm-hmm. we always have on the truck, uh, and that's 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 really popular. We that a lot of people get the combo with that and our three cheese and tomato panini. Well, those all sound amazing. Um, and so you officially opened. You said a year ago. June 1st was our first day on the street. June 1st last year. Wow. Okay. So so basically we're almost at your exact year anniversary. It just passed. Right. Did you do anything to mark the occasion? <laughs> we should have, but we didn't. <laughs> I, think, I, I think we're probably too tired. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and so what were the deciding factors in, in you know opening and, and going on your own with, with Simmer Truck when you first started? Well, um, we knew we wanted to do something on our own and have our own business, and our initial thought was to open a, a, a like a, a breakfast and lunch cafe downtown and follow that with a truck. But uh, ultimately, we decided just to do the truck. You know, it was a it cost about a fifth to start up the truck as it would to start up the restaurant. It was. Uh, it was fun. It was unique. There's a lot of flexibility that was built in that really helped us out in this first year. Um, and we were planning on going forward just with the truck and with our catering. We do a lot of catering, um, both off the truck and, and traditionally. But uh, we got a space in downtown Milwaukee, which we're using as our base kitchen, but it has a restaurant in it. It's connected to one of the largest office buildings in town. And so in November, we're actually going to open up that cafe we originally thought about oh how exciting so you'll have will you still you'll still keep the truck and you'll have your um stationary location as well correct okay wow fabulous and the name is going to be the same and, and everything well yeah it's going to be simmer cafe okay and then still and still keep the simmer truck wonderful wonderful great and then uh, of course that simmer catering Right, Simmer Catering, Simmer Truck, and Simmer Cafe. They all sound great together. Um, yeah. And so, Steve, I read that you were in publishing for, um, you know, over a decade when you decided to change your life path and become a chef. Um, tell me a little bit more yeah. about that decision and and how it led to where you are now. Well, I was a reporter and a writer for a long time for newspapers and magazines, and I became a freelance writer. I wrote a couple of books. Um, got burned out on that and moved into the publishing end of it. Um, Jennifer and I had her own publishing company for a while, and then uh, I worked in corporate print production. Um, and it just, you know, it was fine, but it wasn't really what I was passionate about. And 
So I went to culinary school when I was in my 30s and just found that it was it was what I wanted to do, and it was great. Yeah. And um, had you ever thought any time earlier in your life that you would ever be doing this, or did it sort of come later on? Well, I actually thought about becoming a chef out of high school, and I, I, I kind of let myself get talked out of it, which in hindsight was probably good because I – uh, I was not open to criticism and suggestion when I was mm-hmm. 18 years old. Uh, <laughs> so I, I probably wouldn't have lasted very long in the kitchen. <laughs> no, no, exactly. yeah, 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 Jennifer will tell you that hasn't changed, but I swear it has. <laughs> I'm much better than I was. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. Um, well, that's, yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. So, so then you you came back to it, and um, and what was um, what was one of the first things that that you did working as as a chef that that was um, sort of a pivotal moment for you? Well, I mean, the big question for me was whether I would really, you know, whether I would like it because I I, I knew that it wasn't just cooking. Uh, you know, I. I the, I, I can't even tell you how many people come up to us and say, oh, I think I'd be a, a, a good chef because I love to cook at home. Or, uh, boy, I think it would really be really fun to have a food truck. And, you know, in both, <laughs> as a hobby. Yeah, as a hobby. It's just, you know, how hard could it be, right? <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, in both cases, people have no idea what they're talking about. I, you know, uh, I would tell people, you know, as a chef, I, I would say, look, if I spent 20% of my time cooking, I'm lucky, and that now it's different since I'm on the truck cooking every day. But um, you know, it, it, it was uh, I, I just I wanted to find out if it really was what I thought it would be, and 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 it was. You know, I I, I worked the line at a lot of different restaurants while I still kept my day job and while I was going to culinary school, and um, you know, and I really loved it. And you know, when I finally got a chance to actually um, combine the management skills that I had developed in the corporate world and and the the culinary end of it, uh, it it just clicked. Yeah, yeah. And you eventually, before just before Simmer Truck, um, were a chef partner at Buca de Bebo. I'm afraid so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you gotta. You know, you never know what the path, <laughs> where the path will take you. So. Um, yeah. And um, Jennifer, I read that you are or were a teacher and a photo editor as well as working working in the restaurant industry yourself. Yeah, I've done all that. I was a teacher for like the last before this for about ten years. Okay. I did all elementary. Elementary. Awesome. <laughs> and then, yeah, then we moved to Milwaukee, and we you know decided to change up everything. Yeah. And where did you two move from? We, we lived in Illinois for 15 years. Okay. Yeah, the, 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 the far, far northern suburbs of Chicago. So really halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee, but still uh, it was a Chicago suburb. Yeah. Okay. And so what about your past work experience, Jennifer, led you to um, deciding to co-found Simmer with Steve? What do you think the, the main... Well, I mean, we had, you know, Steve and I have had a publishing company together. We've always worked together in different things. 
Um, I mean, I've, I've always, you know, I always like cooking. Our kids, we have two children who are grown now. They're adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, my daughter always had lots of allergies, so I was used to cooking, like, lots of different kind of things, like gluten-free and, you know, just catering to different kind of, you know, food things. So it's sort of a natural fit to, like, go into the truck. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. I definitely noticed a lot of those those options, and that's you know it's pretty unique for a food truck um, to to offer those those types of um, different things. So, well, it is, and and that's why we, we've been very successful, I think, because people really seek us out because they know that they can get those different options with us. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, when you started Simmer. Um, once you decided to launch it, what were some of the first steps that you took? Well, we had to find a truck. Um, and that was, uh, it was funny because uh, we, we, we just saw the, the movie Chef. Uh-huh. With, uh, you know, about, uh, with John Favreau about the, the food truck. Uh-huh. Um, and the, the, the truck that he gets, it's, you know, I don't know if you saw the movie, but it's just, just this broken down, filthy uh, mess of a of a truck with just equipment broken and things strewn everywhere. And I looked, I, I swear to God, I looked at two different trucks that look exactly like that. Wow. And so, you know, I, it, that, it, it, it brought back some memories, but we actually wound up finding somebody to fabricate, to take a, a, an old short school bus and, and, rip the seats out and put the kitchen inside of it. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, haven't seen the movie, but I love John Favreau, so I'll have to check it out. Um, yeah, I like how you, you painted it silver and you really changed the look of it. Yeah, I think we have uh, Jennifer's sister to thank for the, for the color because, uh, you know, we, we have a really great designer who came up with the logo and we were looking for uh, a color that would really show the logo and I think that that worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me more about the process of, of opening. What what were some of the most challenging aspects of the process? Well, um, just sort of a lot of learning how like, how the process goes. It's like trial and error. You know, we would try things and, you know, figure out like, more efficient ways of doing everything and yeah. better ways to source, source food locally, uh-huh. which we do a lot of. And, you know, just kind of that kind of stuff that just evolved over time. Yeah, a lot of finding what works and what doesn't, what spots work and what don't. Um, you know, we, we, we've, you know, we started out with soups and paninis and, and, you know, we, we still focus on soups and paninis, but, you know, we've added a lot of stuff. We've taken away some stuff. You know, we used to have a couple different, you know, like a mixed green salad and a Caesar salad in the truck and we got rid of them because, people weren't buying them and we were winding up throwing salads away. So, you know, but then we added, you know, Jennifer does all of her baking and we added, uh, you know, freshly baked cookies and her apple pie muffins and quinoa salad. Quinoa salad. salad. And we do, uh, Jennifer makes a couple of different gluten-free cookies, including one that's vegan. So, I mean, those, things like that have just really been nice additions. And it was, it's just, you know, one of us saying, hey, let's try so-and-so or let's take this off the truck and replace it with this. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. So. The menu looks the menu looks really great. I mean, in terms of uh, just the variety and 
and just and, and so many so many options that caught my eye for sure. Um, yeah, and, it, and we finally got to the point too where we can you know we've hired somebody to help do us help do prep work because you know Steve and I for a year did all the cooking and everything by ourselves so it'd be you know be up till eleven twelve at night sometimes. Yeah. And then up in the morning cooking. <laughs> so yep. we finally got to the point where we've just, we're established enough so that we can hire people to help us with some of that. And, and we're also in the process of hiring people to help us on the truck and maybe even take the truck without us on some days so we can actually, you know, have days yeah. off and things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you're going to need to work on your, your brick-and-mortar location as well. So, so that's good thinking. Oh, yeah, that. Um, so how did you um, find your very first customers or how did they find you Um, we had a lot of advanced media I mean we're lucky lucky in Milwaukee because the media has been really really good to us yeah Yeah, I I did a long interview with the local uh, public radio news magazine uh, and, and and they held that and aired it the week we opened, we had uh, we had articles in all the uh, local newspapers and websites and things right when we opened. So we had, and, and there are a few food truck uh, gatherings, and we started going to those. And it, uh, honestly, it did start slower than I thought it would. Um, you know, uh, it really was a building process and getting those loyal those people. Uh, you know, but, but just like that, that started slower than I thought it would. The catering ramped up much more quickly and has become a much bigger part of our business than I thought it would. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and I, I also saw that um, Simmer got part of its funding originally with a Kickstarter campaign. We did. Um, we we uh, we had a successful Kickstarter campaign, which was very cool. Um, that was pretty gratifying to see all those people. We we even had somebody from South Korea give us five bucks. That was pretty. Uh, that was pretty wild. But um, there was that, and then when we um, when we got our own kitchen space uh, a couple months ago, uh, we used a, a a resource in Milwaukee called Fun Milwaukee, which is a uh, it's like it's a membership group people. People get together once a month. They hear pitches from different local businesses, and they decide to invest or not to invest. And so we got most of our funding for our expansion from signature loans from people who just thought it was really cool and wanted to see us succeed. Um, You know, it's a a totally community-based, you know, I mean, you know, we're paying interest. So it's yeah, you know, but it's more than someone who get in the bank, but less than they get if they're playing the stock market. But it's people who really care about the community and want to see um, businesses grow here. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I noticed that you, at least for the Kickstarter campaign, originally exceeded your fundraising goal. So that was that was very cool. Yeah, that was cool. It was pretty. It was pretty gratifying. Yeah. Um, and so as a husband and wife team, it's really cool to see you guys looking so happy and cute on your website. Um, how did you, uh, <laughs> how did you initially determine the best way to divide tasks and responsibilities and were there any special challenges with doing that? Well, I think it's, it's a kind of a natural division because we're both good at different things. So, you know, I mean, I think I'm more 
of the organizational person. And <laughs> I, I, I think so too. <laughs> That's good. He's with a he's with the live wire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I'm the ideas guy. We, we've always worked together. We've always like you know when our kids are little, we always shared like all the you know child rearing tasks and all that kind of stuff. So we've had a lot of years to like divide things up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 25 years. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, you know, look, I mean, there's there's challenges. I mean, we have to build in time that we're not thinking about work, and we also have to build in time when we're not together, where we do things on our own, because if we don't force ourselves to do that, we drive each other crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, or I'm sorry, I drive Jennifer crazy. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, it, there, there's and, – and, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes – there's issues, <laughs> but but uh, overall, it's you know, it, it's been a lot of fun working together. Yeah, that's that's terrific. Um, and uh, you do you have a, a dog? You have a little mascot that I saw in front of the truck, or he's 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 on the call too, but he hasn't said anything. That, that's Ziggy, Ziggy the Simmer dog. He's just to my right here. Yeah, I loved his little his little cape that he had in the photo. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, super dog cape. Yeah. Well, well, we're one of the few trucks that stayed open in the winter time, so Ziggy helped us with that. Nice, nice. Oh, and he heard his name. Yeah, and I'm sure it's got a lot He's of benefits for him as well, being so close to the kitchen. Yeah, we actually. I mean, we we did a humane society fundraiser. Uh, a few, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, and we brought him with, and that was really fun, and. You know, it was just nice to be able to have our dog there and with with those other get a thousand dogs that were there. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you also, I noticed on your social media, you recently did a large dinner for um, Teach for America. Yes. Yeah. Actually, uh, that that's interesting. Uh, we have, we have eight weddings booked this year, and our first one of the year was for the local executive director for Teach for America. Oh wow. Um, uh, it just so happens that's what he does, and one of one of the people who works for him was at the wedding. Um, and when it came to be her responsibility to do their annual awards dinner, she chose us to cater it. So that was pretty cool. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, well, they're a huge yeah. organization that you know benefits a lot of people. So that's that's wonderful. Catering is a big part of your business. Then, I mean, you serve at all types of events. Yeah, um, a few weeks ago we did uh, we did a wedding for two fifty, and we um, there were four trucks uh, that served the the actual dinner from from the windows, including us. Uh, but then, because we have a lot of catering background, we also did the, the salads and the hors d'oeuvres. So, you know, we add that value. I mean, we have um, we have some some weddings we're doing from the truck. We have some weddings we're doing more traditionally. Um, we're doing a brunch from the truck at the end of August. That's going to be fun. We've done we've done private parties in driveways. We've done um, got one coming up on Sunday. That's right. <laughs> we've done block parties. Yeah, yeah. I saw we've a photo. Festivals. I saw a photo of the, the block part. One of the block parties at night. It looked really cool. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, we, we, we look for we look for ways to say yes. Um, we try not to say no if, if we can avoid it. Um, so, you know, like we got some busy days coming up, like we have we'll have a day 
um, you know, where we got a farmer's market, you know, until one o'clock and then we reload and go to do Shakespeare in the park, you know, because we got a couple of festivals coming up that are all day things. So we got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So how much of your business would you say involves the catering aspect versus um, parking and, and doing a regular day? Um, in terms of revenue, I'd say it's probably a little over, well, it, it would be over 50% except for this convention center uh, gig that we got going on. Um, that's really been a, a, a huge boost for us in revenue, and, and now we're talking with them. Uh, the convention center has has two arenas connected to it. One of them is the Bradley Center, which where the, where the Bucks play, but uh, that's the big arena. But the smaller arena where the um, the UW the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee basketball team plays, and the indoor soccer team plays, and there's a lot of other events there. They're talking about giving us our own concession stand there, which would be really cool. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Um, and so do you, I mean, back to the vegan and gluten-free options, do you, um, have a really uh, loyal group of customers that, that return again and again for those items? Yes. Yeah. We have people that, that look at the website to see where we're going to be that day. Then they drive to us. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, we definitely have, we have the, all the repeat customers, the, the loyal people and, People that, you know, we know we do also, we have frozen soups we sell that are in foil and bags. People, like, order those soups from us. We actually just just booked a wedding for next summer from one of our vegan regulars. Very free. Wow. Wow. Fabulous. I'm sure you have some customers that, that, you know, also wouldn't really even think about that, but they're enticed by some of your offerings when they see the, the names. Yeah, I mean, we we get people who get the the, the vegan stuff, and like, I mean, we we sell a lot of combos with the the vegan panini and you know chicken soup. So it's like, uh, you know, people are getting are, are getting our our vegan and our gluten free stuff just because it's good, not just because it's vegan and gluten free. Right, right. Yeah, I saw the uh, vegan pumpkin cream creme brulee. It sounded pretty amazing. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah that 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 actually was pretty popular. Yeah. It, 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 you know, rubs some of uh, some of my chef friends the wrong way, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tough, a tough dish. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, what are what would you say are some of the one or two of the changes that you've made or decisions you've made about your restaurant that have made the biggest difference for you in sales? Um, well, I think. W- we we we've branched out in beverages and we offer uh uh iced tea and in the wintertime hot tea from a local uh a local tea company um which has really helped us a lot we also um when it's appropriate we sell uh coffee from a local uh roaster um those those have been big boosts i think jennifer's baking has really helped us a lot we we sell a lot of cookies and we sell a lot of a lot of those apple pie muffins. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we start. We, we we did vegan and gluten free from the beginning, so I think that you know that was a good decision to start with. I'm trying to think what else we've added that's really done well. All those I things go I, so well together, too. 
I just like trying new, you know, we, we, we come up with new suits all the time and we have the ones that sell really well, but then we always are adding new ones in to see how those do. Yeah. And you know, people come up to us and say like, oh, when are you going to have this soup again? And it kind of reminds us, okay, we'll, we'll put that one back on because we have so many. Yeah, it's about as unscientific as you can get. Yeah, because a lot of restaurants have, you know, like on Mondays they have this soup, Tuesdays they have this soup, and we just kind of like, you know, do whatever we feel like doing, whatever seasonal and... Yeah. Yeah, that actually, that was another question I had for you. Um, what are some of your strategies for changing the menu, you know, whether you do it weekly or seasonally? What are some of well, the... We do, I mean, it's definitely seasonal, but we, you know, we'll make up a whole batch of soup and maybe last, you know, four or five days. And then, you know, we have four soups at a time, and then we'll change out the soups as soon as we run out of those. So it's, it's not really, you know, it's just sort of like happens organically. Mhm. Yeah, and and I mean we'll we'll look through the cooler and see you know see what inspires us and and we'll look through our list of soups and you know think oh we haven't done this one in a while or you know let's give this one a try. I mean you know it's almost time to bring the gazpacho back. Um, you know we do gazpacho and you can add you know the option of adding crab to that and that that did really well for us when it got hot. Yeah. You know I mean just things like that. Um, it's it's very. It's 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 very kind of uh, just you know <laughs> kind of whatever we feel. Yeah, Jennifer says whimsical. I say whatever we feel like. You can kind of. <laughs> it sounds like you're in the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And so you um, you do some cold soups too. Um, what's the what's the weather like mm-hmm. these days? It's not hot. Actually, it's it's pretty pleasant. It's like you know 60s, low 70s these days. Um, you know, which is which is nice. I mean, we, you know, we had the polar vortex pretty pretty severely here in January and February were tough months for us. But yeah. you know, now we've got some good weather. It's it's um, it's not too hot, but it's it's warm enough that people are out. So yeah, it's uh, it's actually pretty nice right now. Nice. Um, and so, you know, it's it seems like you're pretty active on social media and, w- and with your website. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, how those factors play in for you in marketing? That is our marketing. I mean, really, uh, well, actually, we, 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 won a, we won a contest from, we, we belong to local first Milwaukee, and we won a contest about, you know, they were looking for who does the, a really good job of sourcing locally, and so we're getting, we're going to be getting $2,500 in free local media, but beyond that, Really, what we do is is Twitter, Facebook, and the website. We hand out bookmarks from the truck. Um, you know, a, a friend of mine had the clever idea of saying, you know, book your catering with Simmer, and you have a bookmark. So we have on one side we have our catering information with that saying, and on the other side we have just our our social media information, and we hand out a lot of those bookmarks. Wow. And really, yeah, we 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 tweet every day, and we post on Facebook every day and we change the website every day and um, you know that uh, we're we're approaching 700 Facebook I mean 700 Twitter followers and we're over 500 Facebook followers which has just been uh, amazing yeah wow well it seems like there's a lot of engagement as well so that's that's the most important thing um, and so yeah. the website, you, you, you update that daily and with your location and, and some of your different specials, I'm sure. Um, 
Yeah, um, that that location widget's been really nice for us. Um, the you know being able to just go in and change the soups every day it just takes a few minutes to do that. That's been that's been pretty helpful. Um, I I kind of forgot that we had our Twitter feed on the front page until somebody was telling me that that's how they read us on they read our Twitter feed. Uh-huh. So yeah, that so yeah, it's, <laughs> I like you know. Brian's like, yeah, you want me to add your Twitter feed on there? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I <laughs> forgot about it. Yeah. And, you know, apparently people use it. So there you go. Yep, yep, they do. Um, so as far as, um, you know, ongoing business practices, do you try to keep informed online or through other trade publications on on tips for managing your restaurant? Or do you feel like it kind of comes from your past experience? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I, uh, you can always learn, and, and I, I, you know, we, we, we talk a lot. Milwaukee's got a really close-knit, really positive, not just a food truck community, but a food community. I mean, chefs all get along here, which is unusual in a lot of cities, but the food trucks all get along here also. So we talk a lot right. amongst ourselves. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely look at stuff online and Jennifer looks at stuff online. You know, we, I, I, I see a, um, a copy of catering magazine on the floor right next to the couch here. So, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah we, we definitely, we definitely, you know, and, and we, we spent two days at the restaurant show in Chicago last, last month. And that's, you know, we got a lot of really good ideas from that. So, you know, great. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, you have a really great community there with the other trucks, and, I mean, that must be really um, valuable and, and satisfying to to interact in that way. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's it's nice to um, be able to work with the other food trucks instead of against them, and it's nice that there hasn't been the kind of friction between restaurants and food trucks that there are in other cities. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and so where can our listeners find you and, and reach out to you if they have any questions? Well, they can send us uh, a message through the front page of our website. Uh-huh. They can. Which is at? Uh, SimmerMilwaukee.com. All right. They can also check us out on Twitter at SimmerMKE and on Facebook at SimmerMilwaukee. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, um, Steve and Jennifer, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. This is actually our first uh, debut podcast, and uh, we just, you know, like the pioneers that you are, we've uh, <laughs> glad to have you on our first show, and um, we just wish you the best of luck with everything, and we'll check back in with you soon. Okay, awesome. thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I know I did. For more episodes and articles with helpful advice to help you grow your restaurant business, check out our blog, restaurantengine.com blog. And be sure to sign up for one of our free courses, like our latest, Online Ordering 101. Again, that's available at restaurantengine.com blog. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.